Hello friends, this is the HiFiA podcast, an investigation into the future from the perspective of doers, makers and thinkers. We discuss ideas, solutions and technologies with experts, scientists and the smartest people on the planet. We bring hope into daily conversation about the state of the planet and our sustainable future. Our today's guest is an entrepreneur, nudging expert, sustainability management consultant, public speaker, moderator, communication strategist, and climate reality leader with passion for making sustainable choices easy. Working with behavioral design, digital nudging, sustainable energy solutions, prop tech, mobility management, sustainable lifestyle, and smart cities, founder and CEO of Nudged, Katharina Paoli Brunat. Hello, Katharina. Hi, nice to be here. Oh, Thank you yeah. for inviting me. Well, that was a long description and uh, I didn't even start on the various roles you have in various companies. <laughs> so how are you doing? What keeps you busy these days? Oh, I don't have a problem keeping me busy. <laughs> um, well, what keeps me busy? Um, trying to solve climate change keeps me busy um, on an everyday basis. Yes. Right. But, but I, I spend an, at least 90 to 95% of my time with Nudged. And so um, that's what I, that's my company and that's where I put most of my time in. But I also have some other engagements uh, on the side. Absolutely. Let's, let's start big. The narrative of climate action. What is your mm -hmm. current general perspective? We need to act now. Period. <laughs> so, this is going to make a great tra teaser trailer. What, what do we do yeah. now? Yeah, but that's basically what we need to do. It's um, we can go into deep into uh, why and how and so on. So let's talk about that. But the, if the listeners should take something out of this conversation, mm -hmm. is those few words we need to act now absolutely well there's a lot of conversation about technology solutions there's a lot of conversation about environmental solutions but you're actually focused on a third category behavioral solutions uh behavioral design can you explain what it is of course so behavioral design is um, comes from behavioral science, uh, but also combining um, psychology and cognitive science and design. So um, it's the field where we try to change people's behavior for the better. That's what we do in, in Nudged. Um, and for the better meaning more sustainable in according to the sustainable development goals. So we only work within the SDGs. Um, we don't um do any anything outside of the SDGs basically. Sustainable but, development um, goals. Is that better? yes, sustainable development goals. Uh, and uh, behavioral design is um it's not new. you we work with this for many, many years. But what is new is that we have a few new techniques and methods that not so many have heard of yet, but starting to hear of. And within behavioral design, we have, for example, our expertise that is nudging. And I can tell you a bit more what that is we're, shortly. We're, we're going to go into it uh, soon, but let's, let's. Yeah. Just... Okay. But also in behavioral design, you also, that also includes uh, UX design, uh, gamification, or 
just changing somehow the choice architecture in in order to to change the behavior or design for a better behavior. Mm -hmm. So you see the role of the behavioral design growing into the future, like we start to understand it better, better and see how important it is to mm -hmm. really understand the mechanics of it. Do you, do you see it like happening everywhere on the planet at the same time? Or do you see any particular area like UX design? This is like the first avenue where behavioral design is, is going stronger now, sustainable choices, traveling better. That's like, do you see any, any space where the innovation is happening faster in regard to behavioral design? It depends where where in the world you are. It's not happening all over at the same time. Um, I see that in the US, for example, it's the companies that is taking the lead. Uh, where from I'm from Sweden and uh, Northern Europe, we see it's actually the municipalities and, and cities that is taking the lead. Um, so it depends on where you are. But I think that the understanding that technology is one piece in the puzzle and behavioral change is another piece. And those two needs to go hand in hand in order for us to to, to somehow make a difference and, and also um, uh, in the in that short window of time we have left to, to work with climate change. So um, we need to have both. It's not either or. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that um, more and more, both governments and Uh, big corporations and municipalities and also civ uh, civil societies starting to understand that. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the problems with climate change, with sustainability, is that we had, uh, there's a lot of older people and old habits that has to change. And I'm, I'm curious personally, how big of a difference it is to change the habit of an older person versus, I mean, it, there's obviously a difference, but can we do it? It, can we actually change the habits of people on earth the people that live that are old right now is it is it is it viable solution <laughs> to change habits i i'm i'm always very hopeful for everything so i wouldn't say it's impossible but what i i know it's been argued and i also depends a bit on the culture i think um a, a few years ago i worked and lived in china and it was the common common talk was that you don't you cannot change anyone that is uh, over the age of 40 so we need to focus on the children uh, and uh, I, I don't really agree with that I think that also it's not so much about age um, but of course habits are we have our habits and um, the older we get we get stuck in them mm -hmm. um, but I, I wouldn't say it's impossible not not at all mm -hmm. so let's let's talk about your solution uh, nudged the company so what does it mean to nudge first of all so a nudge is a method within behavioral science and it's uh, as you say it's it's a nudge it's a really friendly push uh in the right direction meaning that instead of giving people punishment or monetary incentives or awards or carrots uh, and traditional carrot and stick um we changed the choice architecture and what is then choice architecture so imagine you you take a lot of decisions every day mm -hmm. i think the research says that we make about thirty thousand decisions per day wow wow uh, 30, yeah <laughs> 
30,000 per day before you go to bed tonight. Now you know what to do. I'm going to count them. <laughs> but 95% of those decisions are unconscious. So it's something that is an old habit or something you just do without making a aware decision about it. Mm -hmm. So if we can design our society, so it's easy for you to both, you can be unconscious with your decision-making, but still make a sustainable choice. That's then you're changing the choice architecture because everywhere you are, someone has decided how to design that situation for you, whether you're in a, in a, in the streets or in a, in a shop or online, Mm -hmm. We all design for you to behave in a specific way. And if we can design that, so make it easier to make a sustainable choice, um, that, that is what we do. That is nudging, basically. So, so it, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it sounds like designing for laziness. And, and I agree with that. Like if we can design the world around us so it works, it's sustainable because we make lazy decisions. Perfect. So can you ter, ter, uh, tell me a little bit about the story, how this idea of Nudged like, turned into a full-fledged company, like the, sto the, the origin story? Um, sure. It started in 2013. Um, I, I lived in China at the moment, and uh, my background is within communications and uh, CSR communications, sustainability communications. I work with a lot, a lot to promote uh, Nordic um, green, clean tech and green tech companies, mm -hmm. and I, I could see that even the most aware people didn't always act the way they said they should. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I had lunch with a, a Chinese colleague, and she was the head of CSR, uh, so she was a very aware person. And we talked about the bad air quality in China. Uh, and everyone had to wear masks because of the air pollution. And when we finished our lunch, I said, could you please point me in the direction to the, um, to the metro? Um, because it was in a place I haven't been before. And then she said, mm, I don't really do public transport. You should take a taxi instead. And I was so surprised because the same woman had for an hour went on and on and on about the, the bad traffic in the city and the air pollution. And then she just didn't make the connection with her own behavior. Yeah. Uh, and I hear that very often. It's really easy to complain about everything we need to change in the world and everything that needs to happen. Um, but then when it comes down to who wants to change themselves and what are we willing to do? it's not that easy anymore. Mm -hmm. So I became really interested in the in the psychology behind our decision making. And also, I, I am a clean tech nerd, to start with, I love technology solutions. But it, there's a lot of money spent on just infrastructure and digital solutions. But if we don't have the behavioral side of it, we don't get the effect that we need. So that's how it started. So when I moved back from China to Sweden, I founded an, uh, an organization. It's called Nudging Sweden. It's a it's a network for everyone that is interested in, in nudging. And um, yeah, and that grew into uh, a company. And today, Nudged offers 
both still the network, but also digital solutions and advisory within the field of behavioral science. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, advisory, because that was my follow-up question. How does your company work? Because this is not a non-profit. It's not a non-profit. It's a for-profit yeah. com company. Yeah. I, I love this idea that you have a company that works you know, towards the sustainable development goals. I see that on your website. You're very open about this. The sustainability is like, I think, the first word that there is on the website. How, how do you make money in a company like this? So I don't see that it should be an issue between working with sustainability and making money. I think that it could go very well <laughs> to do both at the same time. That's very inspirational. I'm just super curious. <laughs> so we make money out of both. We have built digital solutions that um, makes uh, sustainable choices easy. So using behavioral science, uh, we have a SaaS platform that um, basically change habits for the better. Mm -hmm. um, we also do advisory. So if a company would like to change some type of behavior within sustainability, or they have put a lot of effort in, into new solutions, but they also need the behavior to follow, um, they can basically reach out and we can help them with that and be there behavioral eyes on 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 the issues so the company comes to you and says hey Najd, we need to change the habits of the people that ha we are we have in our company can you help mm -hmm. us and then you come in and then you either do a consultancy advisory like hey this is the, the solutions that we identify you could go towards or you could use the pre-existing solutions that we have in our database or something like that right yeah is yeah Interesting. So uh, this is a, a context is something that uh, it's a part of a conversation of every habit forming activity. Uh, how do we change the context of our current like global situation? We have the same earth. We are not moving anywhere. We have a global situation that requires global effort. How do we craft a kind of narrative? How do we talk to people about behavioral change on a global scale that I, I think we need to talk more about what the opportunities and the and the, and the possibilities. Uh, today, I see a lot of um, a narrative that is more about pointing out the doom day is near. Um, a lot of uh, communications about everything that is wrong and how little time we have, and that is all correct because. Um, if we don't do anything, doom day will follow and sooner than we think. So for I think it's good to have this sense of urgency. But at the same time, I believe that what we put in into the world is also the energy we get out of the world. So if we just talk about everything that is bad and wrong and scary, what do we get back? We get scary things back. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to point out, we have the solutions, let's put them to action. So basically showing what the narrative should be, focusing on, on the solutions and what we actually can do. Mm -hmm. um, and the message needs to be a bit different depending on where, because we are, we are different. We have different cultural backgrounds. We have different experiences, um, religions, all that type of context matters. 
So we cannot maybe do the same solution uh, in Sweden as we can in, in Poland or in the US or in China. We need to find the more context specific solution. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm thinking about waste management industry. How it, it also needs a lot of innovation, but it also is very dependent on the type of culture that lives there, and type of people. So, yes. well, on your team there are nine people right now, right? Oh, yes, correct. Nine people. Who works in the in that kind of industry? What kind of energy is there? <laughs> so uh, first of all, um, my. What I love most about my team is that they are all truly passionate and dedicated uh, to um, make a more sustainable future. Um, so that's that's the first thing that we always tick off before we bring someone new on. Mm -hmm. um, then the other thing is that we try to have a quite diverse team and uh, with very various backgrounds. So we have one climate strategist. We have one that has been into design thinking. Uh, we have um, a digital solutions manager that has worked a lot with innovation and, and digital um, uh, solutions. Mm -hmm. And then we also have, uh, for example, uh, um, one person that has uh, worked a lot in the food industry. So she knows a lot about um, how to eat climate friendly and food waste and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So everyone has really, really different backgrounds because the, up until this year, there hasn't been any, you cannot really uh, go uh, into an uh, education and say, I want to be a nudge, nudger. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's what I want to do. But now it's actually starting. We, um, I'm giving a, a course uh, at a school next week in specifically in nudging and also i know that there are a few um um few schools that is starting to pick that up but um you need to be interested in, in behavioral science and behavioral change and what, and what, what kind of schools are those uh, like universities or like high schools or what kind of schools are you talking about right now at university level you can you okay. can study um, of course um, behavioral science but there's nothing that is specifically that you maybe have one course that is specifically on nudging what i'm starting to see is that it's actually more on the on the practical side um more closer to college or um, already in high school um, that you can be contacted from um, a high school that has a media media program. Okay. So uh, because media is all about uh, showcasing different things and uh, it's not always about marketing. It could also be about changing opinion or, or making people more aware or also changing behaviors. Mm -hmm. So they are starting to uh, take in nudging into the classroom also. Interesting. Which I, I think is amazing. If that, if that were, had been the case when I went to school, I would have been super excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, me personally, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of uh, testing out different habits in your own personal life. And uh, we've talked about this very briefly, self-nudging as an ongoing trend. Can you elaborate a little bit about your observation here? Mm. Before, um, a few years ago, it was mostly that the government or the municipality or a company wanted to change the behaviors of their citizens or their employees. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, today, I see more and more this trend of self-nudging, where we, as aware people, we um, are also aware that maybe if, even if I have this value, I don't really act accordingly all the time. Can I do something to make it easier for myself to act according to my values? Uh, for example, I I know I uh, I benefit from going to uh, um, to do sports or going to the gym, uh, but sometimes it's just you know you don't the time seem not don't seem to be there. So what I do is that I I pack my um, my clothes and everything I need to go to the gym uh, in the evening and I put it um, close to the to the door. So I cannot really go outside of my building uh, if I don't without falling over the, mm-hmm. the the bag with my clothes, and that makes it easier for me to actually bring them on and make it happen. The same I have a um, my value opinion is that. When it comes to groceries, I would like to eat as much in season, as much vegetarian, and as much um, um, organically grown as possible. But sometimes when I come out from the grocery store, it's not 100% organic food in my shopping bag, even if my value tells me that I that I, I should have that. Um, so instead I can definitely, when I write my, my little notes, to, instead of writing broccoli, I write organic broccoli. Mm-hmm. Instead of writing, uh, milk, I write oat milk. Mm-hmm. So in that way I can nudge, I can remind myself that not only bring back the, the broccoli and the milk, but also the right type of broccoli and the right type of, of milk. Mm-hmm. So that's the self-nudging essentially. You tips and tricks of how to trick yourself into doing what you what your values supposedly are i, I you're yep. talking again about this disconnect you mentioned uh, in in a conversation between you and the chinese colleague that mm-hmm. the the values can differ i mean the value is the same but the representation like we don't make that connection we don't mm-hmm. uh, look at that i see that personally as as a as a huge direction and like nudging making it more trendy that's really the, the, I think the question, how can we make it cool? How we mm. can make it something that people want to do and people remind themselves about whenever you go to, uh, well, right now, not, not really visit friends, but just, just briefly talk about like, hey, have you tried like putting a note on a fridge or have you did that with a trash can? I think that's, that's like the tips and tricks around it. That's, that's what's super interesting. So, do you that give, happen? Yeah, let me give you one example of that, like how we need to make it a bit more trendy or just framing the message uh, differently. So, I have you heard about um, plugging? Have you heard about what plugging is? Plugging? No, I can Google it really quickly, but no. <laughs> I can tell you what it is. <laughs> so, plugging is, it's actually, it comes from Sweden. It's, um, it's, it's the word combined from go out jogging and pigging litter at the same time. Yes, so you, you told up, me that. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I so know. plugging is pick up litter and mm-hmm. and uh, jog. So plug. And if someone for a few years ago would have told me, what do you say? Should we just go out jogging and pick some litter at the same time? Even being quite environmentally 
aware, I would have said, are you crazy? That sounds awfully boring. Why can't we just do jogging? And if we see later, we pick that up later. Um, but now this has become a trend. So all over the world, we have plugging groups. Uh, so you can, if you think this sounds interesting, you can, you can Google to see what plugging group you have close to you. So people go out on their lunch breaks, they join their, their local plugging group, and they go out jogging and picking litter at the same time. And it's amazing, but it's become a movement. Mm-hmm. And now today it's a, it's a global movement that started in, in Scandinavia. And all of a sudden it's it's the latest trend from Scandinavia and it's super cool and everyone picks up litter all the time. That <laughs> um, just for a few years ago would have sounded really odd and super nerdy. Um, so it's about how you frame it. Um, oh, I, I, I actually did that with my family a few weekends ago where we, we, had, we, we were spending weekend together and at some point we ended up in a forest that was some trash in a forest I, I you know surprised to see that in such a beautiful space i just announced that we are taking out the trash bags and we're going into the forest and we're doing it and it became this family bonding moment uh, and i loved every single second of it even if we we're picking up old diapers that was the best weekend with my family i i i had in, in some time so I, I i i agree reframing the message but still like young people like we are fighting of an at- for an attention of young people there's a TikTok out there memes instagram do you see nudge nudges various nudges become memes as a way to communicate their value to the people like this that would have been cool um <laughs> I i'm thinking if i've seen one not that i can think of at the moment you want to go you want yeah like for example you say you want to go run well but have you tried running and picking up trash something along those lines like a humorous aspect to it yeah i actually found that there's somebody like there are people who are professional meme makers uh you can get them for like five bucks for 10 memes we could do it what do you say next time we talk i'm gonna if if someone if a professional meme maker is listening to this reach out (laughs) we want you I have those people on the speed dial. <laughs> we're gonna have Perfect. we're gonna do a review do of memes, nudge, nudging memes. I'm j- I just need some nudges from you, and I'm just gonna send it to the person. Say, hey, I need hundred memes about nudging. Wow, that would be super cool. Let's do it. I, we can put that in our database. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> great. Well, listen, so. Back to the self-nudging as a trend, generally, I we've talked about it just a little bit. There's a problem with self-nudging, and that is the measurement of, of, mm. of the impact that self-nudging has, right? Mm. If you have a very, if you have nudges that have been tested and proven to work, it's different from, from doing it on your own. Mm. Do you think like smart cities and all that technology that's coming our way, do you think that could be a solution to it too? Like where we get more data on ourselves. that data can also give us more insight into like what is good and just test a b test our own behavior these that are happening mm. um i could see that we could benefit from it because today it is a problem that we don't always measure the effect of everything we do uh, we do <laughs> but uh, most people don't and um 
sometimes there's just not the budget for the for the measure measurement but we still need to measure the impact because we don't have time to do anything that don't that we're not 100 sure it has impact um and also the the right impact and not not the wrong one um so and also a nudge it if if i go a little back to the theory on what is a nudge uh, a nudge is only a nudge if it has a proven effect that it changed behaviors mm-hmm. so if you if you don't measure it you just have an idea of a nudge it's not a nudge it's an a nudge idea <laughs> um so we need to test in order to see that we it makes the impact that we want um but at the same time it, it is hard to do that uh, today, especially when it comes to self-nudging, and it's hard to get into people's homes to see how they behave. Is this in- integrity also? Um, I am a with technology. There's a lot of new solutions to that. Uh, I am a bit worried uh, what I see in Asia and other countries where you have everything is connected and you can you can just follow people. Uh, and see what they how they behave and 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 have a scorecard on that on how they behave i don't really like that uh that um development that i see in in some countries where basically the government wants to have control over the citizens um but with technology and if we can find a way to to use new type of technology with um iot and sensors and so on um to measure what type of interventions that makes a difference um, and to to leverage on that and still keep the integrity uh, of the people um, I think that would be that would be good but we need to really think about the ethical perspective also absolutely I think it it also almost begs for a gamification of nudging as in sports is a problem some people have they don't want to they don't have enough motivation to get off the couch but then you got a watch that tells you that you should burn this much calories today if you want to keep in shape mm-hmm. what about like doing similar thing with nudging where there's a there's a game literally where you design a nudge or people test the nudge and i think that could be a interesting space to go after mm-hmm. trying to sure. different different we actually do that in one of our digital platforms. We have a, a digital platform called Smart Travel Habits. Mm-hmm. It's to to make it easier for you to choose more climate friendly means of transportation in your everyday life. And that also includes gamifications. Uh, so, for example, you can take challenges or you can make a little quiz uh, and so on. So we built that into the platform because we know that people we love to compete everyone it's it's just in our dna we love to compete mm-hmm. so if we can do that in a, in a smart efficient way and use gamification for us to also find the urge to improve for ourselves and also for the society uh, for society and compare it to others um that could be a really a really strong incentive yeah i not only, yeah, like smart travel habits is a is a is a topic on its own. I this is like one of the things that you do, and I love one particular thing about this when you talk about the window of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where you're moving to a new place, and then you see that place, and like, can you talk about like how can we change habits when we travel? Because a lot a lot of people like there's digital nomading going on, like 
we have corona right now but a lot of people start to travel more they have more opportunities to work on their habits and they get to a new city they can start a new life mm. Well, research shows that specifically when you are in um, a so-called life event that is taking place, a life event could be, for example, you've moved to a new city, you got married, you got children, you got divorced, you got a dog is also included there. Oh. That's a life-changing event. And that type of event um, actually helps us to, um, to be more open to change our habits. So when, you, when it comes to car use, uh, researchers in the UK has shown that 90% of, of habits, um, changing habits do, uh, that is from car use uh, has, is, is done within a so-called life event or in, in close collaboration with a life event. So that's when this window of change that you talk about opened and something that is also called uh, the fresh start effect. Uh, mm -hmm. occurs so the fresh start effect is what you feel on new year's eve when you think okay next year is healthier beach 2021 um so the same type of fresh start effect uh can occur when you move into a new city for example mm -hmm. well uh, yeah habits we can talk hours on this but i don't want to like I don't want to go into too much detail just yet because I want to see your reaction when I show you the memes for nudging. So we could <laughs> we could do it another time. But I do have a question to you. Um, if you had a 30 second of undivided attention of everybody on the planet right now, what would you say to them? So they understand, like, what would you say to them? Everybody on the planet, 30 seconds. I would like to say we have the solutions at hand but we need to act now and don't be hesitant uh, that what you do doesn't matter or is not enough because every little action matters and together it can build an entire movement and it can change the world I think we need to realize the power of small and little actions and how that actually can make a huge difference. Wow, that was beautiful. Wow, that, that's amazing. Well, I got, I got one more question. I, I it slipped. Uh, it's about AI, artificial intelligence and the data. Because we are into data and smart cities how in self-nudging. But do you see AI becoming more dominant in that climate action and sustainability? Absolutely. I think that AI will play a, a huge role in behavioral change and in climate action in the future. Definitely. Amazing. Well, so do you look for people right now? Do you look for new employees? Are you interested in people to reaching out to you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I look for um, uh, yeah, I look for a few people, but you at the moment you need to speak both English and Swedish. <laughs> so that's what I need at the moment. Uh, but in the future, I would be open for you, even if you don't speak Swedish, because it's a very 
very, very small, small so language. So whoever, whoever's listening to this and speaks Swedish and English, like that, there's an open road here. There is an opening, yes. <laughs> it's approximately 10 million people. That is the Swedish population. So. Well, how hard um, Swedish can be, to be honest. <laughs> pretty hard. But um, except from that, we are always open for partnerships. Mm-hmm. So maybe not... Um, employee but i we are always open for partnerships with people in other parts of the world uh we do um a lot on an international level also so if you are interested in nudging sustainability uh, the sustainable development goals and would like to partner with us um we can work together um somehow that would be um please reach out it's that would be great linkedin is a it's a good way to reach out Absolutely. So mm-hmm. just at the at the end of it, the big vision for Nudged, where are you five years from now with this company? Is there a new company? Is there is the, are you growing it? Is are you everywhere on the planet? Big vision. Yeah. So our vision is to make uh, to build the world's leading uh platform for hands-on solutions that make sustainable choices easy and creates measurable impact in the sustainable development goals so we we definitely need to work on a global scale to make this happen and we need to do it now so we would love to build that type of platform with others in partnerships and that's what i see happening for us in the next five years or so so that's the vision making sustainable choices easy I think that's it. I think we don't have to uh, go deeper into that. I want to thank you very much. We just passed 40 minutes of this incredible conversation. Thank you again. And um, if anybody's interested uh, to reaching out to, they know how to do it. There's a website, there's a LinkedIn. If you speak Swedish, you speak English. That's, <laughs> that's going to be easier. But- you can follow us on social media. It's always, all our channels are in, in English on social media, nudged uh, channels. So be on the lookout for the freshest memes ever on the on those social yeah. channels. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be back to you with those. I've literally yeah, I, that's a great idea. I'm super excited. Uh, we're gonna share it, and hopefully, sometime in the future, we can do another one of those conversation to see how you evolved like where where did you go what kind of partnerships and well thank you thank you for your time well thank you